Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about matrescence, which is a word I recently heard probably within the last year. But once you start to like read about it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally in the stage. If you are a new mom or about to become a mom, first time mom, or even going through it a second time around. So for that, we have Chelsea from Mama's Modern Village. And she's going to talk all about what matrescence is. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for any opportunity to talk about the theory and concept of matrescence. So I am Chelsea Robinson. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, I'm a matricentric feminist psychotherapist. Really, that means that I focus in supporting mothers all along their motherhood journey at the intersection of their matrescence, which is their transition from woman to mother, as well as patriarchal and normative motherhood. So really looking at the impact of what it means to be mothering in our current culture and all of the expectations and pressures that women feel to mother so intensively and be perfect and all the things that come with that. So I do that through individual one-on-one therapy and also my Becoming Mama program, which is my most favorite offering in which I provide a lot of matrescence education to mothers and they also get to walk alongside other mothers in a similar position as they are. That sounds awesome. I feel like as a new mom, especially if you're like one of the first ones out of your friend group, you have no idea what you're going through. So finding that community or that group of moms that are going through the same thing you are is so essential because you just needed somebody to like talk about it so that you don't Mm -hmm. feel so alone, right? Oh, that's so, so critical. And you have no idea what you're going through until you go through it. And you're like, am I just like, I remember the hormones just crying over uh, everything crying because of spilled milk, literally spilling milk. I just pumped my first pump ever or crying because I didn't want my dog to leave the house to go to doggy training or whatever it may be. (laughs) It truly right. Our hormones can make us cry over the smallest thing. So I want to start off with defining what matrescence is for anybody that maybe might not know what that is. So would you mind just giving us a little bit of a definition? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So matrescence is the profound transformation from woman to mother. So thanks to Dr. Orly Athen at Columbia University, you can really think of matrescence similar to that of adolescence, right? So when we think about adolescence, We um, typically are imagining our hormones are going crazy, the changes in our peer groups and our friendship circles. We're thinking about how like our face might be breaking out and we feel kind of awkward in all of our body changes. We're questioning like more of those existential questions about like, gosh, what does it mean for me to be a grown up in this world? What do I want to do with my life? What's the point of me even being here? Right. So our adolescence very is very similar to that of our matrescence, in which we will experience a lot of the, those same shifts in who we are as a person, in how we think about the world, in how we see ourselves in the world, as well as those emotional, psychological, and physical body changes that we go through also when we become a mother. 
So with all of that, what are some, I guess, I don't know if symptoms is the right word, but what are, I guess, symptoms or signs that you're kind of going through matrescence? You mentioned a lot of things that are like, for me, definitely were like, oh, I feel like I'm still going through some of those things. <laughs> totally, totally. So another thing about matrescence is what I've come to see in my work is that it really has no end date or like no expiration. It's not like one day you finally arrive and you're a mother, right? It's this more like lifelong experience of becoming of this constant evolution of self. So as your child like hits different developmental milestones and grows up, who you are and your role in relationship to your child and what you think about yourself and how needed you are, et cetera, that changes too. So matrescence for me and in my understanding really never ends, right? Like once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum. So it might ebb and flow and you might feel like, okay, I've got a good handle on this season of my motherhood journey only to experience another like struggle at a different developmental milestone that your child hits. So that's one thing I think that is important to understand when you're thinking about this concept and theory of matrescence is that it really is just more of this lifelong evolution of your becoming. So what that might look like, a lot of mothers report at different times feeling kind of lost and wondering when will I be able to quote back bounce back or pick up those hobbies that used to really speak to me. Maybe they are feeling kind of alone and really isolated in their motherhood journey recognizing and acknowledging that their friendships and the circles in which they used to be a part of have really changed, right? Maybe like you were saying, you're the first in your friendship circle to become a mom. And so who do you relate to, right? So all of your relationships are changing, including the relationship that you have to your partner. So while women experience matrescence, men experience putrescence in their transition from man to father. So their experience and evolution is definitely different than a woman's who feels more all of a sudden and all consuming, but your partner does too. And so those shifts in how you relate to each other and the expectations you have of your roles, all of those are definitely aspects of one's matrescence, just to skim the surface. I appreciate that you said that it really doesn't end, right? That it goes through that entire, really your entire motherhood journey with like you kind of mentioned these seasons that we have where, yeah, you think you have a handle on it. And then all of a sudden they start waking up all of the time again, or you figured out how to get them down, but now they want something different. Just like the friendships. I feel like that was, that's a a big one. That was big for me trying to figure out how do you navigate friendships? If you're the first one in your group now, maybe you're not getting invited to things because- you're pregnant and you can't drink. So why would you want to come to this event anyway? Right? Oh, it's so big. Yeah. It, so I, I appreciate that you mentioned all of that because it feel like you can feel very alone as a yes. mom going through all of this. Would you be able to share a little bit more about the background or the theory of matrescence? Most definitely. So the theory of matrescence was originally coined by Dana Raphael, who's a medical anthropologist back in 1973. And she was studying various cultures throughout the world. And she recognized that the majority of all of them really not only celebrated the birth of the baby, but they also celebrated it at times even more so the birth of the mother. So one thing that she said was that in our culture, in the more Western cultures, we're like, oh, a baby is born, right? And we celebrate that and we have baby showers and we're really baby centered. 
Whereas in other cultures throughout the world, even still today, they don't exclaim a baby is born. They say a mother is born, right? And so I think that that just really captures this change in perspective when we put the mother as the center of our focus, or at least shares this the center stage of focus with her baby. And then throughout, you know, since 1973, the concept and theory of matrescence has really been revived by clinical psychologist Dr. Orly Athen at Teachers College at Columbia University, who again is the one I mentioned previously, who has a lab in which she studies with her students all about this theory and is continually putting new data and research into understanding the implications that it has for maternal well-being and health. That's crazy that it's been around since the 1970s. I know. And that it's I feel not very well known within the mom community as I, I have recently just seen it yeah. more often. So it's wild. <laughs> yeah. And frustrating, right? Like yeah. I think that there's so much power for a woman in knowing that there's a word to describe her experience. Like once she recognizes, oh, I'm experiencing matrescence, there's almost so much validation and normalization that can come in just that one singular word. So I agree with you. I feel sad that we didn't know about this or talk about this so much up until recently, but also really hopeful that now we can continue to garner momentum and make this really be that paradigm shift we need when it comes to supporting moms. Are you ready to change the way you diaper change? Introducing the Changeroo, the ultimate solution for stylish and convenient diaper changes. This innovative and stylish couch pillow seamlessly transforms into a hidden changing station. Because let's face it, diaper changes happen on the couch and floor more often than anywhere else. With the Changeroo, you can now change your little one's diaper conveniently in the room where you and your little one spend the most time together. All in a fun, stylish, and organized way. Say goodbye to constantly having to grab supplies or make inconvenient trips to the changing station. With the Changeroo pillow, you'll add a special touch of organization and charm to your home of Teensy Ones. Elevate your parenting experience with the Changeroo. Brought to you by Teensy Tidy. Visit TeensyTidyLiving.com to get yours today. And let moms feel like they're being heard or understood because this is a real thing instead of just feeling crazy. Yep. Yep, exactly. Are there ways to navigate and deal with this change if some moms are finding it hard to go about it or to understand it? Because we have this like bounce back culture where you have yeah. the baby and now you, you just go back to like your previous life of your social life is supposed to go back to normal. You're supposed to go back to this previous body or having these like not standards. What's the word I'm looking for? Expectations. Yes. Expectations that we had prior to having a baby. Right. And, or even just like going back to this work life, but some it's hard. It's hard to like figure out how to transition back to this life when you're really not that same person that you were before babies. Oh, I think you just captured it really well. I think you have to name it right? And just kind of call it into question and become curious around those standards and expectations of which we're mothering within, which is more of that patriarchal motherhood as, as understood through more of a maternal scholar lens. So yeah, I, I think first of all, really just honoring the fact that motherhood is hard, 
right? That mothering is hard and that it is really normal and developmentally appropriate for us to sit in the place of ambivalence, for us to be able to say that like, I can love being a mother, but really struggle and, and not love everything there is about mothering, like the work of being a mother or about motherhood, right? Where we can say, Motherhood is really difficult and we can name the fact that we don't have systems in place to support us, that we don't have universal leave, that we don't have affordable and accessible and reliable childcare for all of us. So I think part of it is just really beginning to externalize these pressures and expectations and realize that it isn't a me problem, that this is more of a universal and collective we problem, especially for mothers here in the States. And then additionally to that, Educating yourself on the concept of matrescence and all of the implications that it has for you. So in validating that this is a complete transformation of self, that this idea that you can bounce back is false. There is no bouncing back, right? Like we will never return to that version of ourselves. So like, it's okay to get rid of the clothes you were holding on to from like your pre-motherhood self, like go find a new style, find some clothes that fit you and that you feel comfortable and confident in and really embrace when you have time and you have space and you are ready for it, the change in your evolution. But some other things that I think are just absolutely essential for a woman as she works towards accepting who she is now as a mother is making sure that she has other mothers to walk alongside her on this journey. And you've really named that already so beautifully. It's just that you need to be seen in this process. And so often I think moms go to their partners and they're like unconsciously or consciously like, please see me and how much I've changed. Like, why don't you carry the mental load like I do? And why hasn't your life changed? And why don't you anticipate our child's needs like I do? Right. But it's because other mothers are meant to see us in that transition. Other mothers are meant to hold space for us and process that with us. Our partners in so many ways, I don't actually believe are meant to right? It's like we're barking up the wrong tree and hoping that our partners can like see us and understand us in that way. Not to discount like the fact that there needs to be more like equal and democratized gendered roles and families and things of that nature, which is a whole other podcast, but that moms need other moms in their, in this experience. So it's educating on the concept of matrescence. It's making sure that you have other moms alongside you for this process And then it's also making sure that you carve out or take the time to connect back with yourself. So I absolutely understand how busy we all are. I know that there are so many competing priorities when we become moms, but spending some time being alone by yourself, no matter how uncomfortable that might be, no matter how much guilt might come up for you, in which you get to really become curious about who you are now is definitely another aspect of finding yourself through this process. I want to draw attention to the fact that you said that it is okay to talk about the that mothering is harder, that there's certain parts of it that we don't love, or I don't want to use this word, but I feel like this is what it's labeled as, is essentially like complaining about certain parts of motherhood, because I don't think it's complaining. I, I feel like it's it's reality. There are so many parts that aren't fun, like waking up in the middle of the night, not having any sleep, forgetting to eat, or the very fun tantrums, right? There's so many parts of it that aren't enjoyable. And then there's so many parts that are so wonderful and enjoyable, like cuddles and the fact that they're learning so much and that they love you and want to be with you all the time and the hugs. And there's so many wonderful parts of it. But whenever, yes, we see like moms mentioning the certain parts that they don't like, I feel like there's almost like a fear of it. 
which you shouldn't because then you feel like you're going to get judged, right? Like, yeah. oh, if I say that, I don't like this and I'm going to be seen a as like mom. a bad Yes. <laughs> so I, I really love that you said that and it, to just normalize it, that that's yeah. okay. No. So. Thank you for thank you for highlighting that because I agree with you. I think that there is unfortunately so much shame for mothers around admitting that motherhood is hard. And I think that part of kind of dismantling the shame, as Brene Brown would say, is talking about it, right? Because shame thrives in silence. And when we're all hiding in our individual like homes and we're not talking about these moments of mom rage or the fact that we struggle with certain aspects of motherhood, the shame only gets louder and bigger. But the more that we can kind of just like bring it into conversation and validate and normalize it, then the shame hopefully won't um, grow so individually for us, but then also collectively. And finally, my last question, do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations? And also, if you have any blog posts or any sort of website where moms can go to to learn a little bit more about matrescence, I could link that in the show notes. Oh, certainly, certainly. So there's so much more to talk about on this conversation of matrescence. I could just talk to you about it for hours on end. But I think the other important aspect that I would just throw out there for anyone who's curious to learn more is that I don't believe we can talk about the concept of matrescence without talking about the motherhood in which we mother within. I think those two just go hand in hand, right? So if matrescence is this idea of a woman becoming this new, different, changed, forever evolving version of herself, then we have to be thinking about the different systems and environments and norms of which she's becoming within. And so that then brings me into a whole other conversation where we would be looking more about what it means to mother within patriarchal motherhood and normative motherhood and intensive mothering ideology and all of those things that come with it. So if you're curious about understanding your matrescence, then maybe that kind of segues you into understanding a little bit more and getting curious about the motherhood in which you're mothering within. And then for resources, I please link to my website. I have so many different blog posts on the concept and theory of matrescence, as well as so many moms are like, how can I explain this to my partner? And so I've actually written a whole blog with a letter that you can give to your partner that describes to them this theory of matrescence, as well as introduces them just a little bit into the idea of intensive mothering and where so many mothers come from when they're feeling like they're a bad mom. Thank you for all that. I will definitely have your website linked on there. I think this is just such a fascinating topic. Like once I started hearing more about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going through, which obviously all moms go through. So yeah, there's just so much to learn about it to just feel like you are being heard and understood. I love that. I agree. There's so much power that can come from just this one singular little word, huh? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to chat with us and share all of your knowledge to talk about this, like just, like I said, fascinating word. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.